Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God which we hear this morning is from the 12th chapter of Genesis, chapter verses 1 through 7. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out from your country and from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother, and took all their possessions they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. And Abram passed, passed through the land to the place of Shechem, so as far as the terebinth tree of Morah. And the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. In Exodus chapter 17, shortly after the Israelites had crossed over the Red Sea, they were attacked by the Amalekites. So Moses sent Joshua out with the armies to confront the Amalekites, and Moses and Aaron and Hur, Moses' son-in-law, went up a mountain. And there God had told Moses to raise his hands in blessing over the people of Israel. And as long as he held up his hands, the people of Israel were winning. But of course, Moses' hands grew tired very quickly, and when they fell down, the Amalekites started to win. So there was Aaron and Hur who held up Moses' hands. And the people won a great victory that the Lord gave them over the Amalekites. And Moses built an altar when they had won. And he called that altar Yehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. As long as Moses' hands were held up as a banner, the Lord worked through those hands to bless the people, and they, they were winning. Of course, Moses' hands couldn't last even a day. And so in naming that altar, Moses is saying, You, O Lord, are now our banner. It is now the Lord's hands who are raised over us to bless us all the days of our life. And the Lord was a blessing to his people. His hands were raised in blessing over his people until many, many years later. It's not that the Lord failed his people, but the people rejected that blessing. They left that blessing of the Lord. And many, many years later, because they left that banner, right? The Lord promised through the, the prophet Isaiah that the people of Assyria would overflow their banks. He pictures the Assyrians like a river, uh, like a river that's flooding, going over its banks. So the people would leave the land of Assyria and they would flood the land of Israel and the land of Judah, but only up to its neck. 
The land of Israel will be flooded, but the land of Judah only, only up to its neck, God said. So the, the head is above water still. And we know how the Assyrians came and uh, destroyed Israel. And, but when they came to Judah, they destroyed most of Judah, but the city of Jerusalem, the head, remained, right? Now we get to Isaiah uh, chapter 8, verse 18. <laughs> At this time, when the Assyrians have flooded Israel and Judah, God says to his people, Here I am, and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for a banner and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. So once again, just as he raised a banner above his people uh, in the wilderness, so once again he promises to raise up a new banner for the, people of Is for the people of Judah as they're surrounded by the Assyrians. To raise up his hands again in blessing and to, to save them. And like I just told the kids, usually the answer is Jesus. The answer again, of course, is Jesus. Jesus is this, this banner that God promised through the prophet Isaiah. So when Jesus comes, he's brought into the temple... You remember what Simeon said there? In Luke chapter 2, verse 34, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a, it's usually translated sign, but for a banner which will be spoken against. Jesus is that, that banner that God raises up over us. Yahovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. And those who are gathered under that banner are under the blessing, those hands of blessing of the Lord. And those who reject that banner are, are left outside. Jesus comes as a, as a banner for his people. A banner to, to lead and to guide us. A banner to, to give us hope in darkness. A, a banner to bless us. A banner to, to gather us together. We see that in our text in uh, in Genesis chapter 12 that we just read. The word banner is never used there, but we, we see how God was a banner to Abraham. All those things that a banner does, he did for Abraham, didn't he? He led him. He blessed him. He guided him. He gathered Abraham's children together under that sign, under that banner, which is the Lord. The Lord was a banner to Abraham He's a, a banner to us as well. What, is a, what does a banner do? Back up a second. One of the, the first and most obvious uses of a banner is to lead and guide the people. As God says to Abraham, leave your land. Leave everything you, need, you know and go. Go where? Where is Abraham supposed to go? God doesn't tell him. Abraham leaves by faith, but God says, I will guide you. I will lead you, right? And God is being Abraham's banner. This last, last night we were out caroling, and I was riding with one group. I won't mention any names, but we'll just call it Team BJ. I, I was, I was uh, with one group, and we were following the, what we thought was the car ahead of us, but... I didn't realize another car had snuck between and almost made the wrong turn because we were following the wrong car. Right? If we had stuck banners up on top of the cars, we wouldn't have made that mistake. 
nice bright pink banners, flags, what that look like. Right? Banners are good for, for following, for teaching you where to go. When I was a cross-country runner, we had flags out there to show us the course. Red men turn left, yellow men turn right, blue men keep going straight. There wasn't a flag for give up and go back, unfortunately. But they kept us on the path. Abram didn't know where he was going, but the Lord was his banner to lead him. We often don't know where we're going in life. We know the end. We know where we're going to end up because Jesus has promised that we are going to be with him. But the path that leads there twists and turns. We, we often have plans, ideas, goals, but all, how often do they actually work out? We would quickly be lost if we didn't have God as our, as our banner to, to lead and to guide us. I never expected to spend nine years in India or to spend so much time driving down to, to Madison for medical reasons for my daughter, but here I am. We follow where Christ leads, right? Christ is our, our banner. He tells us in Mark, Mark chapter 8, verse 34, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. The cross is that banner we follow. And it often leads us in places where we wouldn't choose to go or to tread, but we follow anywhere, knowing that he will lead us on the right path, that he will, he will lead us home. We follow that cross and we pick it up ourselves, calling others to follow, holding high that, that banner of Christ, gathering others to that, that banner that we follow. Yehovah Nissi. The Lord is our banner and therefore we are not lost in this life. Another good use of a banner was to spread the fame of the king, right? Everywhere the army went carrying the king's banner, the king's fame and name was spread. The king didn't even have to be there. But whatever the army did, it was accredited to him. King so-and-so did so-and-so because that army carried his banner. The Lord promises in our text to make Abraham's name great, doesn't he? To spread his name more effectively than any, any banner to bless him and cause his name to be great. And, and God fulfilled that promise. Abraham's name is probably one of the most well-known names in all the world. Even many people who are not Christian know the name of Abraham. Even many people who know very little, if anything, about Jesus know the name of Abraham. Hey, hey, what did he do? He didn't you know, win any great wars. He didn't found any cities. He wasn't the, the king of a great empire or a nation. He was, well, he was wealthy, but he was, certain, he was not even the wealthiest man of his, of his day. Yet his name... His name, his God has fulfilled his promise. His name is known throughout the whole world because God blessed him, because God was his banner. The Lord is our, <clears throat> our banner to bless us as well. as he promised to, to bless us, to be with us, to cause us to grow in his name. We see that in what we talked about when the Israelites attacked when the Amalekites, sorry, attacked the Israelites, and, and Moses' hands were lifted up in blessing above the people. So also Christ's hands were lifted up in blessing over us when he died on the cross to, to give us the forgiveness of sins. 
So also God works through the raising up of the pastor's hands. Every Sunday the, the pastor raises his hands that the blessing of the Lord be upon you. The Lord is our banner to bless us. If you come up after church and, and take a closer <coughs> look at the tree, you'll find there's one white ornament there. That's a hand. Maybe you can see it from where you're sitting. There's a, there's a hand reaching down from the clouds of heaven. Sometimes that hand is, all the fingers are down like this. Sometimes there's just one finger and three are up. But in either case, that's the hand of the Father reaching down in blessing. It's actually the only Christian symbol we have that's a symbol of the Father. We have lots of symbols that are symbols of the Son, some that are the Holy Spirit, many that are the Trinity. That's the only Christian symbol that I know of anyway that's a symbol of the Father. The Father's hand reaching down in blessing. Just as the pastor's hands are raised and the Lord gives us his blessing through that. Isaiah 49.22 reminds us, Behold, I will lift my hand in an oath. I will lift my hand in an oath to the nations and set up my banner for the peoples. They shall bring your sons in their arms and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. Isn't that a, a beautiful picture the Lord lifting up his hands in blessing and promise. over, And the nations come streaming to receive that blessing, to live under that banner of the Lord, carrying their sons in their arms, their daughters on their shoulders, to live under that banner of the Lord, that blessing. The Lord is our Yahovah Nisi. The Lord is our banner to bless us. Another thing a banner does is to, to give hope. And I have to, <clears throat> I have to mention, I ha of course I have to mention the return of the kings at this point, right? And that, that point in the movie, in the book, when Gondor is in, in his direst need, everything looks black and dark, uh, they're certain of defeat uh, because the armies of Mordor have surrounded them. And then what do they see? They see the banner of the king, Aragon, heir of Isildur. And it, it brings them hope in that dark time. Fantasy, true, but it's a good picture. And that banner of the king comes on the black ships with the army of the dead and defeats uh, the armies of Mordor in that dark, dark time. A banner can give us hope when we're in the darkness, when we're confused, when we're a little lost. In our text, we look back at our text and we might, uh, it might be easy to skip over that second appearing appearance of the Lord that's mentioned in Genesis chapter 12. He appears to Abram once and calls him out of the land, and Abram by faith follows where the Lord leads, but then notice after he comes to the land of Canaan and he goes through the whole land, God appears to him again a second time. A lot of times it can be that those days after we've reached our goal can be kind of depressing, right? It you graduate from college, you get a job, at first you're pretty excited, but then you kind of might get to a point where you're kind of like, what now? Right? You're, you've been working your whole life to that goal of graduation and getting a job, and then you get a job, and you know, you know, this this what the rest of my life you're going to be like? Or you, you buy a house, you spend a lot of time looking, and you're pretty excited about the new house. You get the new house, you move in, and after a few weeks, you're kind of like, what now? Right? Sometimes after we reach the goal, 
We can kind of feel a little lost, maybe a little depressed. Here, Abraham, many, there's only a seven verses in our text, but a lot of time has passed for Abraham. He's traveled all the way from Ur to, to Canaan. He's gone through the land of Canaan. He's saw, seen all the Canaanites there. He might have been thinking that. He might have been feeling that. What, what now? And the Lord appears to him. I will give you this land. I'm still with you. I will give you this land. Psalm 60, verses 3 and 4 remind us, you have shown your people hard things. You have made us drink the wine of confusion, but you have given a banner to those who fear you that it may be displayed because of your truth. And that's what Psalm 60 is talking about, how that cross, that banner we follow, might often lead us through troubled times. God doesn't promise that our life in this earth is going to be one of constant joy and happiness. We may often go through suffering, may often go through difficulty, but even in those dark times, we have that banner of Christ, of our Lord, our Savior, to lift us up. I mentioned we were out caroling last night. It's what a wonderful opportunity that is to sing those Christmas songs, those songs about Jesus, to remind people who might be a little sad, right? We were literally in the darkness last night, but uh, some of the people, we went to the retirement homes, some of the people might be a little sad, a little lonely, to remind them of that banner of the Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. The bronze serpent in the wilderness. It's also called Nisi in the Bible, a banner for the people. There's a good example of a rough time the Israelites were going through. Everything seemed lost. The serpents had come into the camp. All around them people were dying, and God raised up a banner for them. That bronze serpent, whoever looked to it, was saved. Christ is our banner. We look to him in the darkness. He not only gives us hope, but also salvation. Psalm 20, verse 5, We will rejoice in your salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. Yehovah Nisi, the Lord comes as a banner to his people to lead us and, and guide us when we're lost, to give us hope and salvation in the darkness, to, to lift up his banner above us and give us his blessing to, as we talked about in the children's sermon, gather us together under the hymn so that we are one in Christ. He was a banner to Abraham. He's a banner to us as well. Yehovah Nisi, the Lord is our banner. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.